Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, welcome back to my recap-ish with Alana Noel. Sorry for the late post, but we want to keep it going. We have a lot to talk about this week, and it's been a busy day, so better late than never is what I always say. Hope you enjoy. Hey, hey, we're back with Alana Noel. We are going to recap this week's episode with Joey Grazia Day. Started off with a group date and then two one-on-one dates, and they are dropping like flies, let me tell you. Now we're down to six contestants. So We're at uh, week six. It's crazy. Week six, and now there's six girls left. Alana, what did you think of last uh, this week's episode? Well, I love that right off the jump, we got hit with man tears, <laughs> which was a huge win. I was like, oh, God, I miss that feeling when you're in an interview with someone, with a man, and they cry. I can't tell you how good it feels to make men cry. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was going to come. I mean, he just seems like the wind has been knocked out of him. He's sitting in like this forest. He says he's feeling unsure. He isn't sure about the process. All of his fears just got cracked wide open. Well, I also feel like he addressed a lot of the things that we were talking about last week, which was that like we felt like he was holding back. And he said that like he said that he's holding back and he was talking about his fears of it not working out. Which I was like, oh, is this a subtle clue of what happens in the end? Um, But yeah, he actually said all the things that we were kind of thinking last week, which was like we felt him holding back and not sharing anything. And he addressed that pretty much right off the top. Man, they are good. And he, he does genuinely, like, I feel like he wears his heart on his face. I mean, he did seem... Oh, yeah tired and I thought like oh god is he ever going to get tired is he ever going to get exhausted like at what point are you tired of hearing these life or death stories like I think that's part of it too is like the energy like when you you know you're going to sit down with somebody and that's what I loved 
we're going to talk about the pretty woman date with Maria and what the energy that she brings to our screens. Like we all, Mm -hmm. Hey, I have some down days, like, you know, and I love hearing people's backstories, but he's been at the point where it's like, you know, life or death conversations, like the hard hitting stuff so quickly that I feel like that that energy just probably starts to kind of creep in. Right. Oh, absolutely. And I have some stuff to say about that later when we get to the one-on-ones, but I want to try to keep it in order. Oh, Um, I love you for that. Yeah. Let's, we'll just like, we'll just start from the beginning. I have my notes. I watched, but I also, you turned me on to this TikToker. So, Ressa Tessa. Can we have a moment of silence for Ressa Tessa and all the good she's done for the world this week? Oh my God. What did you think? I, so you turned me on to this. You sent it, obviously we talk offline and send each other memes all day. It's been so fun, but you, so I'm like, no, I have it. Cause I don't do TikTok. I would rather listen to Ressa Tessa all night than watch the bachelor. But I was like, shit, we're going to recap. I gotta listen. So I fell asleep listening to her after this. I watched power blasted through the episode, kind of fast forwarded through the, uh, Cirque du Soleil date because I just don't I just it was making me dizzy but I think she's so good at storytelling and so for everybody listening Ressa Tessa you just turned me on to I have been listening to what would you call it like a week uh, daily podcast well so she yeah so for people listening who don't know Ressa Tessa is just you know you're she's just a, a woman I don't know living in Georgia and she took to TikTok last weekend to basically tell her story. And she called it, Who the Fuck Did I Marry? And it's a 50-part story time on TikTok. I mean, it's like, and each story, each TikTok is like 10 minutes. So I don't even know the math on that. I'm not good at math. But it's freaking long. And But every part, you're just so invested. And she just starts peeling back the layers of this story of this guy that she married and it's mind boggling. She was married to a pathological liar and I felt so connected to it personally. And I'm sure that's why I told you about it. Cause I know we have similar stories and I'm like kind of wondering if the guy she was married to was a drug addict, but she's just kind of not saying it. Cause he mm-hmm. really does display a lot of signs of like an addict. And she did mention that his parents were both um, drug addicts. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I wonder, but, yeah, if for anyone who hasn't seen her TikTok, you totally should. And maybe oh. next week we can like talk about it more. Oh, I would love to. And I'm not finished. I went to my do- long doctor's appointment today and I was like finishing because I, I got like I fell asleep listening to it. It's just that good. Like she's such a good storyteller. And it reminded me a lot of your story indeed. And I think you could do that. It was like, holy mackerel. But she wasn't like guns blazing. Like like you said, like she really was being respectful. She changes names. But I'm like, damn, I'm trying to see this guy. I want to see what he looks like. And she's got over a million followers on on TikTok. Oh, wow. When I checked like earlier in the week, she had half a million. So she's already jumped. And good for her. I mean, her story is so compelling. I hope she gets everything she deserves from everything she went through because she went through a lot. And uh, it just it's it's so easy to judge when you've never been with a narcissist or a pathological liar. Like, how could you stay in something like that? Didn't you see the signs? But they are really good. Those people, they're good at what they do. Well, 
Absolutely. And I was like, wow, like it just was, it was so well done. So I'm going to listen to that again. But so I ended up watching the whole episode last night. Like I said, I, I fast forwarded through the, the one date, but the group date, they started out with the group date and they're in Canada, which I have to say a lot. I'd be curious to ask you, they went from Malta to Canada or no, I'm sorry. They went to one other place and then Canada. Yeah. It's well, I don't know. I mean, the new EP is from Canada. They have a lot of Canadians. Jesse's Canadian. I went, we went to Canada one season. I worked. I don't know. They love Canada, this show. Well, I think it's cheaper to film in Canada. That's why they always did a lot of movies. Here's my theory. Can I take you to Conspiracy Town? I love Conspiracy Town. Yes. Let's go there. I visit often. Yeah. Same. (laughs) Let's Let's go there. So my whole thing is like, well, Maria's from Canada. We're down to six. They're going to do a hometown. That seems like the smart math. Like at this point, we probably know Maria is going to make it to hometowns. She was on the two-on-one and then straight into a one-on-one, which I think is very telling. But if she's going to do a hometown in Canada, we're down to six. They're going to do go to Jasper, which, by the way, looks beautiful. I'm Where's like, Jasper? It's in Canada. So they are oh. they're doing next week's episode is in Jasper, Canada, and then they're going to hometowns. So I think Maria, if I had to predict, will get the first hometown. Um, but they might not air it in that order, but I'm sure logistically they probably filmed hers first. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's some good tea. Okay. Spill it, girl. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But I mean, logistically speaking, from a production standpoint, they probably filmed hers first if she does go to hometowns. And because they're already in Canada, that just makes the most sense. That's my theory. And I also think that there's, show- there's a theory, a rumor that the next season of The Bachelorette, Conspiracy Town here, is going to be all international, which could be like they're not going to even film in California and obviously, this isn't a spoiler. This is all speculation. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but that would lead me to believe that. So like you said, the EP, I know because I just had Brad Smith on. That was his EP, and she's from Canada. Like you said, Jesse Palmer's from Canada. I'm just doing the math in my head. I'm not a math girl either, but Maria's you from Canada. think they're going to film it in Canada? Yes, because I think that if he doesn't pick Maria, I think that the she would get to film in Canada and that's non-US. It's all interesting international. I mean, that's Canada's not the United States. So that's just my theory. Oh, here's the other thing I'm gonna say real quick. You can say uh, you know I, I love you know I love me some Maria, but mm-hmm. I'm starting to like not like her because how much everyone loves her. Same. Is that weird? What I'm no, like, it's okay. not weird. What would you what can we label that as? I was feeling the same way. I'm like, I don't want to just like go because I think I like to go for the underdog, you know? Yeah. And now I feel now I'm kind of like, why do we love her so much? <laughs> why are they pushing her on us so much? Why? Like, are, is there like a subliminal message here? Like, what is going on that we love Maria so much? And I'm really questioning it. And it's really making me turn a side eye. And I think it kind of goes back to like wanting what you can't have. Yes. And the fact that we just have so much of her. I'm like, okay, we get it. She's All right. great. She's fun. She's got game. I mean, oh, I, girl, I felt the same way today. And I, can we talk about that? Because I have felt that way on other seasons. It's like, you know, even Daisy. And maybe that's the beauty of watching this show. It's like. 
you know, I thought she was going to be the villain. They could have easily made Maria the villain, you know. Oh, yeah, easily. Easily, easily. And, like, now it's gone so far the other way. And, like, the mass population is obsessed with her. And, you know, she got the guy to say I love you and didn't even know he was saying I love you. Like, that should have been the promo of the show. Wait, I missed that. He said I love you? Well, she said, because obviously she's probably French-Canadian. She says, like, oh, do you understand? And and they're in the limo on the pretty woman date, which would be my favorite date, which I wanted to ask you, what would your – if you were on the show, what would your ideal date be? I mean, obviously the pretty woman date is epic. But, um, yeah, so in the on the limo ride there, she's like, say this to me. And she says, like, basically say, like, I love you. And he's like, I don't know what that means. And she's like, say it again. Like, I mean, the girl's swagger is on on full on. Oh, she's got full confidence, this girl. And I love her for it, as she should. She's hot. She's got a great personality. She's fun. Well, well so wait, let's go back to the group date real quick. Oh, absolutely. We're- let's. Yeah. Let, let me just say this. This group date, they're all kissing him on the group date. Everyone is starting to get emotional. And I was like, okay, like, everyone's really starting to actually feel this. Like, we're in it, you know? And it made me feel like this finale is going to be pretty good because everyone is, like, pretty emotionally invested at this point. And I actually felt, like, excited for this finale. But then what really was a buzzkill and what made me laugh, and this is probably terrible to say. This is, like, a really ugly thing to say, but I'm just going to say it. All these girls who are, like, justified in their emotions, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you got Jess coming in, like, I'm falling for you. Oh. And I'm just like, baby girl, <laughs> your days are numbered. Not even your days. Your minutes are numbered. Like, the clock is a ticking for you. You are so out of here. It's not even funny. And the fact that she was just so, I mean, so I salute her. And she gave such a good little exit. I'm like jumping ahead of myself. But no, but it was like we've been talking about her. We'd love her back into the head. We love I her. Sent, I sent that to you last night. Like, oh, my God, our girl is gone. And but yeah, right. and I like, didn't watch it yet. But I was me. I didn't know who you're talking. Yeah. Oh, well, but, the one that oh, when she, sorry, the one that we when wanted she, to see more of. Yes, I always want more Jess. It's just like I love her. I hate her. I want to be your best friend. I want to be your enemy. I want to be everything with Jess. I can't explain it, but she just makes me laugh. And when she was sitting across from Joey and she says to him that she's falling for him. And I sent you this meme. I got we got, I got a post it on my story about his face. He literally like blinked. Like you could just tell that he was like, what the fuck is happening right now? I just got to get this girl home because this is getting a little crazy. <laughs> well, and, you know, I kind of wish she wouldn't have gone there because maybe she would have lasted a little bit longer. Um, and I thought well, she like, had to go. She did. She had to and but you know what? She gave the exit interview of her life. She gave her best Hannah Brown in that exit. And I got to salute her for that. You know, she really she really did what she needed to do. And we we love you, Jess. Yes, girl. And and I wish they were doing paradise rumor house that they're not. I'm like, send her to paradise. Get that girl 20 tequila shots right now. Get her in a bikini. She would, she would, oh, she would thrive. 
she would thrive. I think she would be like the belle of the ball in paradise. But that's all she wrote for her. That she go. Can I say, uh, Kelsey on the group date looked absolutely stunning and she was giving bachelorette i wish she gave a little more energy a little more pizzazz but she was giving bachelorette and she was giving daisy a run for her money on this group date oh yeah i know but daisy brings it so talking about confidence which i love to talk about in a woman especially on the show because you know kelsey the one that was on i'm sorry was it lexi that was on the group date you're gonna have to help me out here i had so Lexi's the one that went what the one with uh, endometri- endometriosis yes. and she was on the group date right and she yes. you just saw the she was deflated and that was the start of what comes out later but I think that that's like what's to be said about a group date is like you start seeing him he is kissing other girls I never saw my bachelor only one time did I see him kiss another girl physically how did that feel how did that feel awful and this was her name was Blakely they were making out in the hot tub mm. and this is like week two and like they didn't prompt us like it was just like the sort of thing like they were far off in the distance but everyone's like oh they're making out and they're like in the pool and I just remember being like grossed out by it and that's why I didn't watch my season back because it just turned it's a turn off right like if you fall for somebody you're with them you're in a relationship with them you know daisy did a little story today like hey i'm watching this in real time and like i'm seeing other connections formed and other women have said that on this season which i'm like kind of surprised like we didn't have a platform back in the day like we couldn't go on and like kind of break down each week's episode so kudos to them for being able to do that because i think it's almost like damage control or not even damage control. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean? Like there, it's really hard. Like I, I'm sure as whoever the winner is, it's like, they're sitting back and it's like, Mm -hmm. because people are posting on their social media in real time as if it's happening now. So even if this person, like this girl didn't make it with Joey, she's still posting pictures, kissing him, doing stuff like that. And so forever, whoever wins, and sees this it's really hard but what i think is like it's probably only hard with like specific girls it's like you know that some girls it probably ain't it and you're just like oh whatever he post kissing her i don't care like i'm not threatened by her but i'm sure there's at least one girl that whoever won was like a little threatened by whether they want to admit it or not but like it has to sting to see that Well, like even Lexi, like being like, hey, like I like you, like this is like, this is it for me. But the timeline, which we'll get to, to me, I've never seen that. And that to me, that was the most interesting part of the show because I met my husband later in life. Like, you know, I thought about freezing my eggs and like she, nobody has asked a bachelor. I have to touch on this because it's just so top of mind. Like ask the bachelor, like, what does your timeline look like? Like, okay, so you're engaged for three years and then you're married for two before you even start a family. Epic question. Like, she's like, I don't have that kind of time. And then also- And I loved his response. I felt- Did you? Like he was, I did because he was being honest. Like he didn't want to waste her time is how I felt. And I really appreciated that because again, like she has 
endometriosis, whatever, she just froze her eggs. Like, she has – who's calling me? Oh, I'll send, call him back. Um, she has a time limit, and it's not about her age. It's about what her health. So I appreciated him being forthcoming, but also what it said to me is like, if this person is meant to be with you, if they really want to be with you, they're not going to care about your timing. Like they will get, they'll have babies with you tomorrow if they really want to be with you. So he kind of said that he was kind of like, well, it depends on the person, which I would be like, yeah, ding, ding, ding. Like that's all I heard. Yes. (laughs) exactly because the right the person who wants to be with you isn't going to care about timing they're just not so it said two things to me number one I appreciated that he wasn't going to waste her time and number two that he wasn't really that into her I know I know but imagine like we were like kind of started talking about was like the person that he picks like I don't know who it is where this is spoiler free podcast I have a pretty good idea but imagine watching that back at home and being like wait he doesn't so now they know that's the real timeline and whether that be their timeline or not like that's that's a lot to digest you know and I will say I have heard other people ask the Bachelor and Bachelorette what their timeline is. I don't know that it ever made it to air or not, but I did. I've definitely heard those conversations before. But I think you say that, but that doesn't always mean that that's the case. But it, yeah, it does make me feel like how serious are you about this? Because right. again, you know, Joey doesn't really have a career like he's like a vacation tennis instructor he his career is the bachelor and there's nothing wrong with that I appreciate his honesty and candor in the matter but like yeah like how serious are you really about this but how serious are the other girls too like some girls that are there whoever wants might be on the same trajectory as him so you know another girl's trash is another one's treasure so <laughs> maybe that was I don't know. <laughs> but don't you think like in that kind of like for me, it like translates to real life, like having dated later in life. And my bachelor said we're engaged dating. Like, I wish I would have asked him that. Like, what is your realistic timeline? Because I always knew I wanted a family. I wanted to light it up. I was like, the sooner, the better. Like the more energy we'll have. Babies are a blessing. Like, you know, uh, you know, I, I never had that feeling of like, I need to be alone with you for two years or five years. Um, right. I agree. I don't like when people do things like that. Like for me personally, I think at one point in time, like in my twenties, I thought like, okay, I need to do this for a certain amount of time. I need to do that for a certain amount of time. But now I'm just like, you know, what happens when it happens. I don't really, but I are think you that's ever just ready for a family. Are you ever ready for a baby? People say no, no, like, like you're you, never ready. You're never ready, you know, but if you love somebody so much and it's the right fit, I actually thought I wish she wouldn't have done it so soon, but that tells me that she knows what she wants and she's going for it. Like I wish she would have made it to hometowns just so she could be in the running for the bachelorette because I know and she had a very oh. poor exit like her exit yeah. was not very emotional it was kind of mm-hmm. just cut and dry and it makes me wonder also if she really was a candidate for bachelorette I don't know that they would have let her exit in that way just mm-hmm. like right away like that they would have probably pushed for more 
So me, I don't make kind of makes me think she's not really in the running. Yeah, I know. But I'm like, God, she'd be perfect. Like, that's what America wants to see. Like, she's ready. Like, you know, and, and going back to that, like, time frame, like, that's, I think, the show. It's like Matt James is still with Rachel Kirkconnell. Like, they've been dating right. forever. You know, if you date for over three years, for the listeners, <laughs> you get to keep the ring. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Jim. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And not that that's oh, they would have kept that ring. Yes. And then like Jojo Fletcher, she took forever to get married. And that's fine. Like, hey, do it. I'm not saying rush this. Like, thank God Ben and I didn't. But I would have liked to have been more on the same time frame as him. But then like Katie and Zach, like they don't have a date announced. They're still together. Uh, Charity and Doughton just talked about at the Golden Wedding how they're going to get married in 2025 of fall. Like that's like a ways off. Like, so I just think it was like an interesting concept to talk about like time frame. like, you know. Yeah. But you know what? Different strokes for different folks. And I do appreciate that Matt was very transparent in, in his season with Rachel and left his boyfriend, girlfriend. And there's almost something respectable about the fact that like they didn't take the ring, even though they could have. And I do think the ring does add some layer of pressure. It's like, when are you going to get married? What's the date? And he just like, they just totally bypassed all that. And now they're getting the pressure. When are you getting engaged? You know, I'm sure, especially now after three years. So, you know, I think, yeah, different strokes, different folks. But I, I think the timeline conversation was really prevalent for Lexi. And I'm glad she had that conversation. What did you think about his response? I thought he handled it really well. I I felt like it would could have gone one of two ways. I felt like that she was kind of hoping that he would say like, hey, I thought about it. And I mean, let's be honest, the guy's had a lot on his plate. Like, how much can he really think about it? And he kind of did say like, I did want to talk to you about it more. Like, is this like a now thing? Like, do I have to like, he kind of touched on like, should I have shifted my thought process on this? Like, is it like a now thing? And I kind of was thinking that she did that hoping that maybe he would 
I don't know, change his viewpoint on it. Like I was or saying she there, just knew it wasn't right and she wanted to get out of there. Well, a hundred percent. I I gathered that and I think she went on a group date and she was like, This ain't for me. Like it's so hard to go on a group date and be like attracted to a guy that's making out like I haven't remembered a bachelor that has been so open kissing other girls in front of I other know. girls honestly yeah. like it, it's such a turn off and um I think that 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 was like the start of it right and then it was like it hey, was really it. giving uh polygamy this episode hundred oh, percent <laughs> <laughs> they're like, like dancing they're around in wives. a circle like this is yeah. sister wives and like it, it was almost too much like you're kissing and making out and, and you know and like I said like he looks good when he's kissing certain people when he went on that one-on-one -on -one with the Cirque du Soleil date I had to fast forward through the kissing I was just like there's just oh. I, I'm not buying it like I literally Thanks. fast forwarded through the whole thing I'm like it's too late like I don't know much about her she's really pretty but I'm just I, I was like, I, I literally phoned that in. I was like, I can't, like, I just don't Same. see this. Like I've already felt more of a connection with also a Lexi. And I think that if he would have said, I'd be curious to see if he would have said like, Hey, like, I really like you. I want you to say, but he didn't seem that broken up about it, but I kept hoping no. he would say like, I, I want you to stay like, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, work on this. Well, one thing, I, so before we go into the Kelsey date, I want to say this group date night portion, everyone was dropping the I'm falling on him. Everyone's falling. Kelsey oh. said she's falling. Jen said she's falling. Jess said she's falling. It's got that, the that week in the episodes. That's like, you kind of have to. Yeah. And I have to say, I think I said this earlier, but I have to touch on it one more time because I felt it so much. Like in previous episodes, you really can feel the chemistry between Joey and Daisy. This night portion of the date, I really felt it with Joey and Kelsey. I really felt how much she was into her during their one-on-one -on -one time. Kelsey and was is the one with the volume hair. Um, and I was like, I was like, Daisy, she's giving Daisy a run for her money. Like, Daisy better watch out. Watch her back because Kelsey's coming in hot now. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. So, um, okay, so the, I have to say, so the date with the other Kelsey, the one-on-one, -on -one, they do the circus of late. I, I fast forward through, through it too. And then I wanted to watch her one-on-one, -on -one, like the, the trauma dumping, because I heard it was really compelling. And I, I totally agreed. I felt like Kelsey really delivered her story in like a captivating way, but also, and as I'm watching her and she's really, she has like a touching tale. Joey just seems so disinterested and exhausted at this point. Yeah, deflated. I felt, yes, completely deflated during that one-on-one -on -one night part. Like, he was just like, okay, here we go again. And as we know from the top of the episode, like, he's crying. He's exhausted in Canada. He's feeling all these things. And so I felt like, yeah. And then when he got his... Uh, his one-on-one -on -one with Maria, it was like, oh, here's a breath of fresh air. Again, I feel like they're setting Maria up to be like this, you know, I don't know. It's like, again, it's like, oh, Maria, we got to love her. Here she comes in with like the fun and the whatever. And, you know, I appreciated that during the night part, he didn't get into like any trauma tales. It was just very like about them and, you know, 
it was nice, but I do feel like I'm being manipulated watching this and being like forced to like Maria. You know, it's so funny you say that because I watched with my husband and he fell asleep a little bit early last night. And I, I like a male take on it. I'm like, what do you think of it? I was like, she's got game. She's got swagger. Like she got the pretty woman date, which I would have loved to get that. Like, on, you know, I'm like, I guess she only could pick one dress. But my husband said, I think we're there's something that we're missing here. Like, I think I agree. Like, She's like, he was like, I think that she's not genuine. Like there's an ulterior motive here with her. I completely agree. I completely agree. And I think that that's probably what we're sniffing out to be quite honest. Um, She's watched, you know, I, like I told you, I reached out to her and she was like, I loved you on your season. I think she's watched religiously. I wouldn't be surprised if she's being coached by Gabe or roses or somebody, but she knows her, she knows what she's doing. And there's almost this level of disconnect with her because when you don't care what somebody thinks, like when you're not emotionally invested in somebody, which they say, like bringing it back to real life, the guy should be more into you than you're into him. That's just real life. But there is this level of disconnect with her. Like she's really just having fun and whatever, as she should be like, this isn't even like we're coming down on her, but like, I do feel like she is playing a game. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that we are being manipulated a bit to like be on her side. Um, it's she's interesting. Playing it, she's playing it well. She really is. She is. And this might not be a chess. This might not be a popular opinion, but I agree. And I had the same thought of, as you as watching her. I was like, wow, we like her. We like her. But I think I liked her so much because she was so interesting compared to the competition. Yeah, and I do still feel like she would make a fabulous bachelorette, you know, and I could see her going so far. Just she kind of gives me like a Caitlin Bristow kind of thing. I can't explain it. Um, She's giving Caitlin Bristow. I feel like there's a lot to know about her that we're not seeing right now and we won't see for a very long time. But I, I, I do think she'd be a very interesting bachelorette. I do too. If they make her the bachelorette, which we'll see. I mean, I feel like, Hey, they're going all Canada. Like she's probably, I think she'll get the first hometown, uh, but she's got like, I think out of any past contestants that I've seen that have made it this far, like, it's almost like he's like, I love her, but I'm scared of her. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, she's I, dark uh, magic. Like she's got that Victoria Fuller. Yep, she's a, yep. she's like a Victoria Fuller, Caitlin Beers, Bristow hybrid. But I also think that, like he said, like I'm a little bit more quiet. Like he's a little, he needed that, like just like fun element. But then, like when you talk about Daisy, who's like, I loved when she was like, she gives him that, but I think in the safe way that he needs, where she's like, hey, I want to see if you're good at foot rubs. Like I like it hard all night long, like and multiple times. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I feel like that's a little bit more his speed than like, I'm going to scare the shit out of you. Yeah, I think Maria is like a good time gal for him. And Maria's kind of in her like fun era. You know, she's like in her good time era. She's not like, she doesn't seem like she's ready to buckle down and get There's serious. There's no timeline. Like, I would be curious to see what her timeline is. Uh, yeah, I don't think she has a timeline. I think she just is like a, she's vibrant and wild and free. Which is also our kind of a gal. 
It is our kind of gal. So I love her, but I'm 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 scared of her. I'm intrigued. I feel like I'm being manipulated mm-hmm. by my who knows said. by who. Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, I yeah. Totally I was agree. like, I want a male perspective. I'm like, babe, what do you think of this? He's like, I feel like we're being manipulated. I'm like, really? That's so crazy. He said that too. I totally agree. But I do feel like this was a really good episode and I really enjoyed it. I like the the man tears right off the jump. And I like that everyone got emotional. We didn't really hear much from Leia. Thank God. Give Ugh. her Bye-bye. a rest. Bye-bye. She uh, gone. She gone. I, I mean, oh, she's I, still there. Oh, no. and uh, what that girl, Caitlin went home. And so the curse continues with her. No, Leia went home, girl. Leia's gone. Oh, she did? Yeah. So yeah. And that's why that's why we're good together. Yeah. So at the finale, Leia went home. He he lost like now he's down to six girls. And I was actually messaging with Brad Smith, the Canadian bachelor. He's like, Man, they butchered my hometown. And his producer is the new producer of this season. What what kind of what you were saying? Um, yeah, she's from Canada, but he was like oh my gosh, they could have done so much better in my hometown. And he has a lot of thoughts on this season or whatnot, but, um, he's yeah. Him back. I know he's going to come back. He wants to do a recap, but he oh, has- we should do all three of us. We should do let's, a recap. Let's go. Yeah, no, he's, he's ready to talk. And he had so much to say about that. And so Leia's gone. Now we're down to hometowns. Like it, it's going to be after next week, it's going to be hometowns. And um, I know this is a little bit later for us. I, you and I both had long days, but I think that's pretty much everything. Like I said, not interested in the the date with the acrobats. I was like, I'm getting dizzy watching this. This is not good for my anxiety. But I did want to ask you, like, had you been a contestant or what it like, what would you prefer as a date? Would you want the pretty woman date? Because I feel like that's pretty epic. Although you only got to pick one dress. They picked, that's what Brad was saying. He's like, they gave her a dress to go on a helicopter. Like they missed the mark. That's what Brad was saying. Like, okay, so you get all dolled up to go on a helicopter ride, which I guess that's kind of cool. Um, very bachelor. Uh, but if you had to go on a, a date on the best show, would it be a picnic? Would it be surfing? Would it be pretty woman? If you could pick a ideal date, what would it be? I do like the pretty woman date as long as I am not on my period and not feeling bloated. <laughs> then that would suck having to change into different outfits. I really like when they have like a live performance and you dance. Oh, I would just sense. want like, yeah, the most romantic thing th- without any extreme sports. Exactly. No sausages flying at my face. Yeah. No, I would like, honestly, I would probably like the museum date that really? Zach and Katie had because they ended up having like an overnight mm-hmm. you know camping and i really i would probably want something like that because that was cool you that get this cool. yeah it's it was so cool and different and it feel it makes you feel like you're a kid again like you get to run around where no one's there it's like you know when you're a kid and your family takes you on a trip and you go to like a resort and you get to roam around the hotel by yourself and it just feels like you're not supposed to be doing it and it's like fun and different and then you get this like off camera no mic time like that would be that would probably be my preferred date because you just get more time because realistically you don't get a lot of time on these one-on-ones as much as it it looks like you really don't it's very controlled 
I just recorded with Olivia Caridi, who had the two-on-one on Ben Higgins season. And she's like, oh, my God, like, our date was only, like, 20 minutes out here. And, like, she really broke down the timeline. And that's how I felt on my date. Like, I almost felt like you're rushing through dates. Like, there's marks that you have to hit. Like, okay. Like, exactly. And, like, you don't get – they like to keep you separate. They're always like, save it for the camera. But luckily, they let us ride together on our first one-on-one date in the car. But there was a producer that was like, if we were talking too much to each other, they're like, nope, nope, save it for the camera. Uh, Which Which I I do understand, which I feel like you were just about to say that because, like, that's part of the deal. It's like you're there to share your experience on camera. I have no quorums with that. I feel like that's part of the experience – which is why I would like the like the night at the museum date. I think that would be my my number one choice. What about you? Yeah. Oh, and you get to sleep together, maybe a little hanky panky. Um, little little yeah. So I think we're talking about like two different things, like real life. And then like, if you were on the show, if I was on the show, I I got all the picnic dates. I loved it. Like have a little drink, get a little buzz, have some charcuterie and like, Tim in like a beautiful setting and a place that you probably you're on ABC's dime right like you're having a picnic with you know and I love there was a part in this last episode that was like she was like I've never been in a limo it's like well he didn't get the limo for you honey like once real life kicks in like I doubt Joey who's couch surfing is gonna (laughs) pick you up at a limo so there is that that slap of reality but I think it's so fun for the viewers at home to to watch that but Real life date versus in the show date. I would love a picnic date. Uh, no sports. No. And I told him that. I was like, I don't want to scale the Golden Gate Bridge. I don't want to go shark diving. Nah, nah. It just doesn't do it for me. Wait. Oh, my God. I just got the craziest piece of tea, which we have to talk offline about. Oh, my God, girl. I want all the tea. And I can't <laughs> wait to talk to you more about Recitessa. I'm going to finish oh, yes. that. This week, next I, week, I know yeah, you've everybody... got a lot going on on your plate. I know you've had a little bit of a heavy of a week, so and maybe we'll. Talk oh yeah, about... I'm in depression. I'm yeah. We could talk about. I'm going to talk about that on my podcast actually, but yeah, I've been in like a major, major depression lately. So I appreciate you being um, understanding about my oh. watch oh. intake of the show. Girl, I'm in depression. I seriously too because love you. I, I love you too. I've been you in depression being pregnant and being <laughs> being like, I just I told my husband today, I'm like, I feel like I'm so happy to have this other baby, but like I feel a little bit depressed. Like I wake up every day not feeling like myself, so uncomfortable, can't walk mm. around. And like, I mean, that is totally different than what you're going through. I lost my mom slowly and she was sick for a long time. Totally different than your situation, but I can put I think the beauty of life is putting yourself in other people's shoes. And man, I'm just, I feel not so good in my own skin. Like I'm like, I want my body back. I just, you're going to, you're going to bounce back so quick. I feel like you're carrying the baby, even though you're like in pain, like you look so good and you're glowing. I'm so uncomfortable. I'm, I can't sleep. I think a lot of it too is, and I know you don't sleep that well at night because you, I think that's what stress does to you. And we could do a whole podcast Mm. on stress, but like I wake up in the middle of the night and I was like, I fell asleep to Rosa Tessa. I looked at my phone. It was like two o'clock and I was like, I got to pee so bad. I'm going to pee my piss. And I was like, I want to talk to a lot about this. Like, 
it's just nice to have little things to look forward to. And I, I definitely look forward to talking with you. So I appreciate Me you. Me too. That's why I didn't want through. to skip a week. Yeah. I, I look forward to this and it totally does. Hasn't I, like I told you, cause we were talking about this, like, does the, is like ta- watching the show, talking about the show is that like contributing to is your depression? You're yeah. asking. Is it making it worse? No, it has nothing to do with that. Like, like I said, like I look forward to our podcast. I think they're fun. I, it doesn't do that for me. It, everything that's with my depression has to do with being back in this house and back. Like, there's just so much trauma here. I'm staying at my mom's. Like, she just got her scan on Monday. We find out in a couple of days where her cancer's at. And mm-hmm. but that aside, like my mom and I have so much trauma together. And being back in this house is like crippling. And I feel like I'm back in this depressive state that I was in when I used to live here before I left the house when I was like 18. And I feel like I'm regressing just like with everything that I've overcome emotionally from like the trauma of my childhood. I feel like I'm like being put back there. And so it's everything to do with that. And I've just been listening to like depression podcasts and things like that. And you know, do I'm you think, on Lexapro. Do you find that that helps? Like the, or does it make you swim in it a little bit more? It helps. It helped me today. The one I listened to, I I gotta tell you what it was called. Um, because it, she really just said everything I was feeling. What was this called? It was called how to come out of a shutdown. Because I'm in a shutdown right now which is basically I like I'm like paralyzed like I'm immobilized I can't move I'm like staying up I can't do anything and she just this girl on this podcast really spoke to everything I was feeling and it helped because she gave like baby steps things you could do and like basically made me feel like it was okay and like talked about healing your gut and getting like a weighted blanket just like small little things which made it easy to digest I guess and not to be like so hard on myself and like allow myself to it's just because I have so much stress right now that my body literally can't handle it so like my nervous system has like shut down my body because of everything I just went through this year now my body's like turning off it's like you can't take anymore basically is what's happening to me so I've just like yeah, I don't know. I we could talk about this another time, but it, it's crazy. Well, Depression it's, it's, is again. Crazy. I don't want you to feel like you have to rush through it because it can help a lot of people. And we talk about the the why of doing our podcast and like my pain, your pleasure, and and that's just like a lighthearted comment, please. Like, but I'm just saying, like, my goal is to help people, and like I have been there in the trenches, like dealing with a sick parent, somebody watching. You know, you don't know what I think it's the not knowing too right? Mm -hmm. Like your mom just had her scan. Like there's a lot of pressure surrounding that you're in a house where you probably have a lot of history. And I said to you today, like light duty, like let's just skip the recap. Um, you know, I want you to like, just do nothing. And, and that's kind of what happens when you feel deeply depressed. You don't, if you're a creative type, the last thing that like you feel is creative when you feel like in a deep depression. And (laughs) I mean, there's levels. But I love having this to look forward to, and it's fun, and I love talking to you, and our conversations have really helped me a lot. Oh, I'm so glad, and, girl. I just want to yeah, make sure I, you're okay and be here as, like, a light for you and, like, uplift you, and uh, I, I, not to be so, like, cheesy or, you know, but I really do love you and care about you, and I'm in your mm, I love you, too. It's going to be I fun. know. It's, it's all going to 
you know, this too shall pass, but I know you're on medicine. I think that I highly recommend that. Like I had a really bad postpartum anxiety with my daughter and I went on a low dose of, uh, dose of uh, you know, antidepressant and it was like a game changer for me. It, it, yeah. it really like just to have two weeks of no anxiety of like, you know, I used to wake up in the morning and like throw up. Like I was, had so much anxiety of just about, <sighs> and I think like being able to name it and like, it's beautiful that you're doing like therapy and like talk about it. But it also, sometimes when you talk about it, it almost makes it worse. Right. You know, it's like this fine dance. Yeah. Yes, it really is. When, after you have your baby, I really, when I get back to California, we got to have like, um, we got to visit each other. And me in real life. That's that's happening. That's happening. No, it is happening for sure. Well, thank you for hopping on and doing this with me. And I will let's keep it going. We'll be back next week. Next week is down to six. You know what that means after that? They're going to hometowns. Um, And you know what happens after hometowns? The sex in the champagne room. Mm -hmm. Sex week. (laughs) Let's talk about sex week soon. All right, girl. Can't wait. Go. All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay, I'm going to go listen to Recitessa. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. That is our recap-ish. Thanks, Alana. Go give her some love. Check out Recipe for Crazy. You know, life is hard. At least we can all relate about The Bachelor and enjoy watching together. Until next time, I'm your host, Courtney Robertson, and this has been After Reality. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.